Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, Las Brisas, you're looking for one of the finest restaurants in this parts of the world. It's uh, at Las Brisas, out at the Falls on 114th Street. And uh, I'm telling you, just first class all the way. Delicious food. They got little rooms you can get into, plus it's a big restaurant, and they will take take great care of you. Great atmosphere and great food. You can't beat that. And that's what you'll find at Las Brisas. So be sure and schedule your next deal out there. Or, hey, Valentine's is coming up. It's a great place for Valentine's dinner, I will tell you that, to go to Las Brisas. And what day is it? It's today's, uh, tomorrow's 11th, 12th, Wednesday. Wednesday night, you could go to yeah. Las Brisas. Hey, you, you make it over? All right. Uh, we're trying. We're working to get uh, Frank Anderson on the show. But uh, we were talking about those uh, Super Bowl commercials. Seven million is what the cost is for the spot. That's only the beginning. I'm reading this other thing. It says that these sponsors – Spend anywhere from fifteen million to fifty million for a single Super Bowl commercial, with ten to fifteen million spent on talent alone. Some of these guys yeah. get ten million dollars to do that spot. Well, Usher was on one, and I'm sure he's not cheap. Yeah, well, Larry David. You hey, know, but speaking of cheap, who is cheap? We've got Frank Anderson. No way, he's not cheap. Is he cheap? <laughs> Frank, phone. what are you doing? Right where where you been? Man. I hadn't seen you in yeah. a long time. Hey, I've been I've been ducking and dodging as usual. <laughs> hey, but uh, no, I uh, I mean I was trying to do the Zoom deal, and I told Gary, I go, hey, I, he goes, can you Zoom? I go, I was pretty fast when I was younger, but uh, <laughs> I I hey, without somebody sending me a link where I can just press it, yeah, I'm not too I'm not too good with that. But uh, anyway, no, it's good. It's good to talk to you guys. Oh, without a doubt, and and I'm I'm not going to make it to Dallas, but uh, you were probably looking forward to having dinner with me because I was looking forward to having dinner with you. But uh, absolutely, it doesn't absolutely. look like it's going to work out. Uh, I never say never, uh, but uh, probably not going to make it. But uh, reason we want to have you on. One thing we get to missing you from time to time, and the other one was uh, our first game of the year, our being Texas Tech, and yours being Tennessee. Is that y'all's first game of the year? I'm assuming. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Is against is against y'all and uh Are y'all are y'all afraid? Hey, you know what? I I I tell Matt Gardner, I said I read all this stuff on D one baseball about you guys. I go, we might as well just forfeit. <laughs> and uh and uh and because hey, he, he started laughing, I go, Hey, 'cause I saw our report and there's like three guys that they said we're gonna pitch on there that I go well, they must have got a lot better over Christmas because I don't even know if those guys are ever going to hit the field. <laughs> and, they were, and they had them as your main guys? Well, yeah. I mean, well, you know, they're really highly – you know how that is. Yeah. You, you know, highly touted prospects. And, hey, sometimes it it takes a while, right? So. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't, uh, doesn't happen at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, how many five-star football and basketball guys, you know – didn't turn out to be five-star guys a lot well and, uh, yeah. yeah they're usually at other schools so we get to watch them from afar <laughs> yeah but uh we got a five-star coming though finally yeah we do 
I think I read that. I did. I receiver. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun to try it with a bunch of five stars like I, I know what it would be like. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, y'all's y'all's baseball recruiting classes. I mean, it's probably top what? Top five? Top ten? Uh, you know, Gary, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to that. I think jo- Josh Elander's our recruiting coordinator. He does a really good job. He's, I mean, he's younger than Brett, which makes me feel real old. And <laughs> uh, but uh, no, he does a good job. And, and like I said, you know, some of the, how do how does anybody know? Especially baseball. I mean, you don't have as much, you know. I don't know. I don't know that you, it's tried true. So yeah, I think you know we got some, some supposedly on paper talented kids, but you know how that works. Well, I, was at a, I was at a lunch Thursday with Wes Kitley was talking, and you know they're getting kids from other countries. He said I used to go over to those other countries, but now I've got you know people over. He says because you know the stopwatch doesn't lie, the the tape measure doesn't lie. You know in baseball it's not quite that easy. You know in track a guy. If he can jump seven foot, he's probably a pretty good high jumper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in baseball, you're just not ever positive that it'll translate to the next level. But uh, No, you know, I had when I was at Texas, Eddie Reese was our swim coach there, and that guy's won I don't know how many national championships. And he, we talked to him one day, and he goes, same thing. He goes, hey, I can stand on the edge of that pool and start that watch and tell whether the guy's pretty good or not. <laughs> he goes, you got to figure out a little different deal. And I go, yeah, you're right. It is different. Well, apparently y'all figured it out on a few kids because y'all are in the top ten in the country in the preseason rankings. So, looks like another good year for Tennessee. You know, Gary, I, it, last year I, I I thought we were terrible for, and we were for like thirty we or forty were. games. I think we dropped like fifteen pop ups on the infield. And hey, you know my wife, she keeps calling. She goes, "Are you kidding me? I, hey, how you dropping in pop ups?" And I go. I don't know. I, I, I remember Larry going, "Ain't too many bad hops in the air," and I go, "Yeah, exactly." And uh, but you know, we kind of turned it around, and, and uh, I think we're, at the end of the day, we'll probably be able to pitch a little bit. I think we can hit a little bit. I, I'm worried about you know our defense and stuff like that. I mean, which you know, I always worry about stuff, but I think we're all right. And and I think probably preseason rankings are based off last year's ending. So, you know, it kind of goes off that stuff. But uh, as I don't put a whole lot of stock in that stuff. But, it, I mean, it's, you know, it's good for the kids and it's good for social media and all that kind of carrying on. Well, I think these, these tournaments like uh, Globe Life and then the one down at Houston and, you know, going to every year, the neat thing about it is is Texas Tech can play Tennessee and nobody has to go, you know, clear across the country and, you know, play at the other team's park and uh, – so it's neat to get to play you guys, and uh, we've got to play a lot of teams from around the country. And uh, but y- do y'all do a lot of this, or is this big deal for y'all too? Oh no, it's a, it's a great deal. We, you know, last three years we've gone to Houston, then we did the Major League Baseball one in Phoenix, and that's that's a little different. I, I, I like the one I like these where I, you know I haven't been there, but everybody tells me this is one of the best run deals around, and. And you get to play, if nothing else, indoors if it's bad mm-hmm. weather. And, and uh, you know you're going to play. And, and uh, you play really good opponents. And and uh, I think the year when I was at Texas, we won the national championship. I think we got swept in this deal early in the year. And uh, and so, you know, that could happen very easily because of the quality of teams and stuff that are in this thing. And All y'all right. came back and won the national championship, Frank, that year? 
Yeah, I, I think we did. I, I, I'm not positive, but I think we went to Minute Maid and, and kind of got beat up, in fact. And then then we came back and ended up winning a national championship. And so, yeah, it uh, yeah. these tournaments, will, you know, right now every kid and everybody thinks they're really good and this and that. And the deals will expose you pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it will. All right, y'all, uh, you're the pitching coach, so I know you know the answer to this, but you may not want oh. to share it with us. Uh, who are you? Who are y'all throwing? Uh, is it Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. We, we it's one of two kids, and and uh, it'll be he, we they threw yesterday, and then Tony will make a decision. It'll be a kid named Russell or a kid named Bean, and and that'll be his decision. Which I, and and both Bean was uh, a USA team guy, and he's back, and then and then Russell was a freshman last year, and so you know he'll he'll decide between those two guys, and and they're. You know what? They're pretty good, and and uh, but again, you never. It's always interesting, Gary. As you you know, a the first time you get in a venue like that, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they put those guns up, and some, some yeah, will pucker and, up, and some will step yeah. up, and you know you gotta <laughs> wait till Friday night that's to find out which is which. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> you know, Frank. One of the great things you're you're in charge of talking to the umpires, aren't you? Because you're really good you at know, it. Hey, I diplomat. I, I went last year without getting thrown out one no time. No way. That was, my, that was my goal. And, well, the rules state, well, first off, assistants can't even get off the bench or not supposed to leave the dugout area, and oh. then you're not supposed to say anything. And so, hey, I kind of pick and choose my spot. I, I <laughs> Hey, one of my favorite ones, I'll go out there, and, and these guys now know me. And they're, 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 they do a good hey, – umpire's better than it's ever been. I hate to say that, but it, it really is because – there's a lot more checks and balances than there's ever been, but and my favorite one, I'll go out there and, and say, hey, I just got to tell you, I know you missed two pitches on the last guy because my wife texted me and I got it on my watch. <laughs> and, and, and a couple of these guys over here are ex-major leaguers, and, and a guy will go, you're kidding me. I go, hey, I can show you if you want. And he goes, don't make me take your watch off. And I go, hey, I go, hey I'm just telling you, she probably knows strike zone better than all of us out here. And, and she'll let me know, hey, I got a missed couple pitches right there. You might want to talk to him about it. Okay, I'll get after him. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I might still be coaching had we had inst- instant replay because you don't have to go up there and, and rant and rave. You just got to go out there and say, hey, I think we might have missed that one, yeah. Mr. Umpire exactly. Sir. Mr. Umpire. Why don't we take a look? <clears throat> and then they get it right. No, Usually. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I have no problem with it. I mean, like I said, it's made it a lot easier. And the fact that assistants can't talk to umpires, that would have saved me a lot of grief. And, uh, <laughs> hey, but, hey, but I, I, I'm sitting there, I, you know, as I get older, and I am going to be 65 this week, Gary, by the way. Yeah, hey, I Hey, I'm getting old, and uh, I, uh, I I'm going. Hey, Larry, he and Augie both. They, you know, they would get on me a little bit, but they didn't mind letting me go up there. And I'm going. Hey, I, I think they might have done that on purpose. Sometimes just letting me go. <laughs> get Frank out of here. Hey, there's little yeah. doubt that they do it on purpose. We had an umpire on last week. <laughs> yeah, that admitted that admitted that they would would uh, occasionally hose somebody on purpose. You know, I remember, yeah. Frank, you and Sandra, when we'd go to Little League games, and this is probably the reason why. Y'all would sit way out there in the outfield, so I guess oh, the umpires absolutely. couldn't hear you. <laughs> oh, well, hey, Brett's first game in high school he ever pitched, the first pitch of the game was 
split the plate in half, and the umpire called a ball, and Sandra goes, don't say a word, let's go. And then, and from that second pitch of his high school career, we sat down by the foul pole. And people, <laughs> let's go. People, people thought we were the biggest jerks in the world, but, hey, she, she knew that, hey, you know what, probably wouldn't be a good look if I got kicked out of my son's high school hey, game. it's better for you to sit down there and them think that you're a jerk than you come sit with them <laughs> and they know for a fact you you're go. a jerk. So That's exactly right. So anyway, I think that's very wise of Sandra. Hey, <laughs> speaking of Sandra and, and Brett, where, where's where's Brett? What's the latest on Brett? You know, uh, I he, he, you know I, he hadn't played for the last two years. I, he hadn't told me, you know, that he's not going to continue playing. I think he probably feels better, you know, now than he has for a long time as far as physically. But they moved to uh, – they're still in Dallas. But uh, And if you'd like to buy a house in Highland Park, it's still for sale, their old one. But they moved to <laughs> Fairview, sell a house. Which, which, uh, Fairview, Texas, which is Lovejoy School District. And uh, and they really like it. He, In fact, he called me last night and he took his little boy over to – watch the game and watch a couple high school, you know, watch the high school game against somebody McKinney or somebody. And, and, uh, and he, he really enjoys that. So he's, yeah, and they got, they got another little girl and, and, uh, cause I always getting bad time at Highland park is, is his uh, backyard is about the size of a postage stamp. And, uh, and they got, they got a nice place where you can play catch with your kid or mess around this and that in the backyard and, and go to, go to games and, and different things like that. So he's doing good. And then, Sandra, she's over at the lake house most of the time in Granbury, and and uh, and so uh, she'll be, you know, I'll get to see all of, all the kids will be and everybody will be up there for this global life tournament. That'll, that'll be a lot of fun too. But uh, no, they all. I mean, it's it's fun to watch. I I, I don't know what Brett's going to end up doing, but uh, uh, he's had he's had some opportunities to do different things, and and uh, I know he, there's a lot of people interested in coaching, which I can't see him doing that because. I'm, I'm now I always go, Brett, my Brett. Yeah, I didn't even and, know he could talk. Well, no, that's exactly <laughs> a couple of years went by there and he didn't even talk. It's funny you say yeah. that. That's what I thought. He scared everybody to death. I thought that was maybe that was part of it, too. Yeah. He wouldn't talk. Well, and uh, and so uh, I asked Pat Murphy with the Brewers, and and he said, uh, he goes, Well, here, here's the thing. He goes, Hey, when he says something, it's pretty good. And he goes, Hey, he'll. He'll like, you know, in the big leagues, he goes, hey, relievers would come in and he'd say, hey, here's what's going to happen right here on another team. And he goes, hey, about 89% of the time, that's exactly what would happen. And he goes, he has a good feel for the games. And he, he goes, pitchers, especially young guys that come up, he goes, hey, you know, you have a bad outing and everybody stays away from them like they stink or something. And he goes, hey, Brett would go over there and go, well, that really sucks. Now what are we going to do to get over that deal right there? <laughs> and, and, you know, or something like, I'm sure it's more colorful than that. But he goes, hey, nobody does that. And he would go, hey, man, here's what were you thinking? And this and that. And he goes, hey, he's really good in the in the dugout. I go, well, that makes a little sense then. I could see that. I mean, but he's not going to, you know, uh, I, I, it's just, you know, I can't see him out there being really boisterous or anything like that. That's just not him. Yeah. Well, well, we've only got a, about a minute, minute and a half left. Uh, yeah. I, I, I hope he wants to play plays. I don't know how you could quit nowadays with the type of money they throw at you. I'd be, you know, I'd be just hobbling out there, whatever it took to get out oh, there yeah. for what they're what they're paying these guys. So, oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it really, it really is. And and uh, but no, it. Uh, you know, I, I think after you know thirteen years up there, I mean, 
and I don't know, countless surgeries and back surgeries and arms and hands and all that kind of stuff. Um, and like I said, I, I, up to last year, he's still getting offers. And so I, I don't know, you know, I, I would think he's probably done, but you know, we don't, that's up to him. I, I know he enjoys those kids a bunch and, uh, likes messing with those, you know, his son and him, like I said, they've gone to a bunch of high school football games and baseball games and, he likes messing around with him. So hey, Frank, we got 30 seconds. Give us a prediction on Friday night's baseball game. You know, it's going to be fun, Gary. I I, I always enjoy because, you know, we know all those guys. Tim played for me. Matt played for me. I've known J-Bob forever. And, and uh, I tell you what, I, I know this. They're going to play hard, and hopefully we will. And uh, and so it'll, it'll be fun to see a bunch of people and, and – uh, and like I said, just get out there. You know how it is. This time of year, you get tired of practice. Yeah. Hey, buddy, good luck the rest of the season. From Saturday morning on, we're pulling for you. <laughs> Tell everybody hi for me. Hi, right, Frank. Right, we'll Thank you it. for being on. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, don't forget uh, – I know you don't ever forget about Cardinal Sports Center. I'm telling you, it's, it's a legendary name in Lubbock, Texas, in the sporting goods world, but they've become so much more. Brad White owns it now, and it's like – for women, it's like fashion stuff in there. Have you been, you've been in the oh, yeah. slide? It's Absolutely. amazing it's store. incredible. Are you TV incredible. people, I'm going to show you the golf pants I got just this week at Cardinal Sports Center. They got Radio that? Radio people, just – Just guess. Them. Use your imagination. Yeah. Yeah, those are, those are Under Armour. Those are really nice, and nice. Yeah, they're, they're stretchy, and uh, yeah, they're that's what you can get Very right nice. there you at have a Cardinal second, Sports you have Center. A second career coming there, yeah, Gary. yeah, <laughs> the model, <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right, well, David Gashin is here, and we are so honored to have him. Well, here. and he cleared something up during the break because I said earlier in the show I really think David was singing some of these. Love type songs, and he and he was staring right at me. I felt I felt uncomfortable. But I really Kinda didn't creepy. think you could actually see, but you actually were singing. I, right, to me. I could see. Well, yeah, it was to you, and not it was to your <laughs> lovely wife, yeah. who was singing along with me. So oh, she was. Oh yeah, she was singing every song. She's like, "That's little Davy." Well, Does she know she had a shot at you? She didn't know till we just found out today. She just found. Yeah, I didn't want to disappoint her or him. You know. He was the star Gary baseball would have been player. left out. You know, he was the stud baseball player and then coach, you know. It you was, were a singer. I was the singer who happened to be on the baseball team. I yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to that's gonna make for, for a good uh, a good story. But that makes me feel a little better that you're looking at my wife, but just not a lot better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's always been such a beautiful person. She's yeah. just beautiful inside and out. So. And y'all were neighbors well, growing yeah, up. Yeah, we lived on Norwood Avenue, and they lived right around the corner, right like just right around 68 the corner, 68 or something, or something. Yeah, yeah, something like so, that. And they had a trampoline. In Melanie Park? Going we're talking yeah, about? Melanie Park. Yeah, yeah Melanie Park. Yeah. You, you started out at Cross the King. How many years did you go to Cross the King? I went from kindergarten through uh, ninth grade. And so your sophomore year, you went to Monterey. Sophomore, yeah, sophomore year. You graduated in 87. 87, yeah. Is this, yeah. You're, you're, I mean, you're like legendary. Did you know you were going to be legendary? <laughs> Do you think, I think I'll be legendary. I was just hoping to get a job, okay. you know, you know, you just hope to get a job yeah. in this business. And, uh, I worked real hard and, you know, I had a great upbringing and I had wonderful teachers at Texas tech and, and, um, uh, um, uh, 
had some luck involved, had some, you know, some opportunities come up, and I didn't let them pass by. And it well, out, maybe so. a little bit of luck puts you in the right place, but <laughs> once you got to the right place, you're you're a special guy. I mean, you got. Well, let me you. tell you, some people that can sing or dance or something like that. Some of those people don't have a personality, but you've got a personality. You've got a wit. I I didn't know if I was at a comedy deal last night or, a, or, or I get that all the time. Or a musical deal. Yeah. yeah, they were both equally as entertaining. Yeah, that's and, what that's what everybody. I think it comes from growing up with seven <laughs> brothers and sisters, right? Yeah. I had seven older brothers and sisters: Terry, Julie, Mimi, Kathy, Diane, slash Lulu, Jack. Paul and then me. And Paul so. was there. Lulu was there. Uh-huh. Mimi, Mimi was, there. was there. Anybody yep. else there? Nope. Nope. Jack was going to be Paul. there, but what? he was sick. Did Paul go to Monterey? Yeah. Uh, Paul graduated in 83 from Monterey. Okay. And um, he's a he's a uh, financial guy here in Lubbock. He's yeah. A, okay. Yeah. yeah. Gash and Berlin Jaren Associates. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been doing that. He was with Equitable for a while. And then that Angel? Then Angel, Angel yeah, Berlin Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's good guys. Oh, yeah. Angel's a great guy. He he worked for my dad when my dad was the uh, wow. uh, agency manager for Equitable years and years ago. And I then he that. stayed on. Then he and Paul joined forces about probably two years ago, maybe, maybe three. And uh, they've been doing great ever since. You have a house here in Lubbock, or do you live somewhere Oh, else? I don't. I, I live in Frisco. I live in Frisco, okay. north of Dallas. So yeah. um, I I come in here, and luckily I've uh, still have four siblings here, so I stay with yeah. them. And and then now my daughter's a Red Raider. Yes, Yay, guns yes. up. Well, one of the highlights of last night's show, David, was uh, well, we sang Happy Birthday to his sisters, but yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah. his daughter was there, and he had her stand up. And she was with some of her friends. Yeah, she's they're the roommates. And there's yeah. certain parts you go. Oh, I'm not, I bet she's a little embarrassed at that, but she probably knows you well enough to not yeah, be. She was just but, rolling her eyes. But the very, last, <laughs> the very last, was that the last song or the a, next to the last? The last song, next yeah. to the last song, he sings what he used to sing to her when uh, when she's oh in bed. Gosh, that makes, and let me tell you guys, you oh, it, it darn, sure, <laughs> darn sure would. It, it, and I almost did. If I wasn't such a manly man... And there I were believe other people I'd, there. I, believe, <laughs> I think I saw a tear. I can still remember. Well, I can see you. I, I looked down at <laughs> yeah. Gary. I really didn't know if you yeah. could actually see us or not. Oh yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. But well, I, I could only see about to the, about the fourth row. But you guys were in the second one right there, and they were right on the aisle. I heard you and Jim Douglas got something going on. Oh yeah, Jim What's Douglas. Going on there? You were sitting in his lap. Well, you know, he's a very, he's, very he's a sexy man. Very sexy man. I mean, do you blame Come me? On Come on. It's Come Jim on. Douglas. Uh, he's a big, he's legendary. Yeah, yeah he's a legendary in his own right. Uh, he has been so good to my family. And so, and not just my family, me and my wife and my kids, but all eight Gashins and my dad. And he has been, he's done everything to help that he could, our family. And he always comes comes to every one of my concerts, every one of them. He sits in the same spot every time with Patty. Yeah. And I said, and I didn't tell him, but I, I said, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. <laughs> and I said. Uh, so he didn't really that, request that? He, oh, no. I was lying <laughs> through my teeth. <clears throat> you surprised I totally, me. yeah. And I said, you know, I, I, I dedicated It Had to Be You to his wife, Patty, and I went down in the crowd, and, and it was perfect because he was on the outside chair and she was on the inside, so I could sit on Jim's lap and sing to Patty in the audience to, to still see me. <laughs> That's so awesome. Jim's going, 
you're killing my legs. It's like, get over it. Get over it, Douglas. She goes, sit on her lap. I said, I'd kill her. Sit on her lap. Yeah, yeah. Sit on her lap. Sit on Patty's lap. I was like, no, I don't want to sit on that. I'm close enough, dude. Yeah. But he he was shocked. She was shocked. You know, and Patty's such a, you know, lovely lady, you know. Yeah. To see her go, you know, and her face got big and... She was like, what are you going to do? What are you, you going to do next? But then she was the first one to stand up at the end of the song. She was. They were having a blast. How many so. does the cactus hold? About 400. That's a yeah. That's a good crowd. Yeah, it's a really good crowd. Yeah. 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 I was at the Estacado basketball game last night. I thought you would come sing the national anthem. I should have. We'd love to have had you. I would have done it. But we didn't have a national anthem. Oh, Sorry, I don't know why they were skipping it. All right, let's play. <laughs> let's play. Get her done. You know, well, David had Super been there. Super Bowls in two days. We got I'd it. love to have been at your deal last exception. night. That well, sounded like a lot of fun. One of the greatest Super Bowl. I, I, some, two of the greatest things that's ever happened to me oh. was I got, as far as tech goes, yeah. right, I got to sing the national anthem at the UT uh, Texas Tech game in 2008 with the Crabtree catch. Oh. I remember. I remember. Well, I they need to the have you back. Yeah, How much luckier yeah. can you get? And tonight? then I sang at the UT Texas Tech basketball game when Beard came back. The first one, Beard came oh. back. Oh, how about that? Oh my goodness gracious! Was that, that fun? Was, that was. That was a rowdy unbelievable. crowd. Unbelievable! That was the best energy of anything I've ever been to at Tech. Yeah. You know, and my daughter, she was still in high school, and I. She got to stand on the floor, and she got to meet, you know, Coach Adams, and some of the players yeah. were giving her high fives as she was going That's by. So and, cool, you know, and and you know, my my friend Lee Lewis there, he has that he has that courtside, oh, yeah. waving at me, you know, and you know, I got to wave at him, and I got to you know see all these people I knew. It was great, and then you know we had seats up a little higher, and we got to watch the game. But I was like, that's a highlight. I I, I, I could highlight. die a happy man. You know, you get nervous at all? I get more excited. I yeah. think I mean, it's a big crowd, 15,000 people. You, yeah. How, what's the biggest crowd you've ever played in front of? Uh, well, the biggest crowd I've ever sung like a performance in front of was about 50,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. But, but you know, I sang at the tech game, there was 70 or 60,000 there. And I've sung at a, I sang at a oh Rangers gosh. game once, which was fun, you know. But um, did anybody keep people ever call you Danny Zuko? Ever, if, if there is a guy from 1985 to 1987 that was they on the know. Monterey baseball team, they know. I am not David Gashin. You're Zuko. Well, I'm Zuko. And yeah. he referenced Coach Magel last night. In oh, you that, did? And, oh, yeah. And you, Coach Magel. It's amazing like, how many people knew Coach Magel in that room. Uh, it was, I said, does anybody remember Coach Magel? Everybody goes, yeah, we remember, you know. <laughs> so I did my imitation, and I'm probably going to get well, how did you go? I want to see it. Well, I went in and tried to. So I went in and, you know, all I wanted to be was watching, growing up watching Gary and the guys play baseball. Yeah. I mean, I went with my sisters. And all my goal in life was to be a Monterey baseball player. That was it. That was all I wanted to be. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a good goal. Yeah. It's a good goal if you have any gifts. (laughs) If you can play. There's some gray area there. Um, So I grew up, went to all the Monterey. You know, Omega baseball camps. Yeah. You know, we did everything, and you know, I I, be, I ended up befriending Ma, uh, Melinda, his youngest daughter, and I were in yeah. the same class, and we became really good friends. And um, um, I was trying out my sophomore year for baseball, and uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, basically what I can do is hit a fastball. I can hit a fastball. 
if there's any spin other than six to 12, I'm in big trouble. Yeah. But a fastball, I can hit, and I always swing at the first pitch. Always. Yeah, get out of there. <laughs> always. Get out, get my hit, and go. And, uh, and so I, I was hitting, doing bad in practice, trying out for coach, and he brings me over, and this is at the end of the first day of, of, of tryouts. He goes, Gashin, you're pathetic. You are pathetic. <laughs> and I go, well, thanks, coach. He said, you can't hit, you can't run, you can't throw. You're pathetic. You're a real triple threat, Gashin. <laughs> I go, oh, Lord, am I going to have to deal with that for three years? And I did. I, he, you know, he would have been on the bench yeah. if he wouldn't have let me on. I, that's the only reason I'm in. It's because of Melinda. But I became a <laughs> Melinda pitcher. got you on yeah, the team. That's it. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm sure it had to have been Melinda because it sure wasn't from my talent. I think he just – He and, let and you sure stay, enough, though. We were so good – that you know we'd be beating these teams twenty-one to two. Yeah, you know. Did you get to play? Uh, I was a pinch hitter. Yeah, I pinched it. He you said hit. no one has any scouting on you, so we're going to use you in the playoffs. <laughs> hit and the I'm first like, pitch; it's probably going to be a fastball. He said it's always <laughs> going to be a fastball. You always swing at the first pitch, and they don't know have anything about you because you've only hit ten times this year. I was like, did you have to bring up the only hit ten times this year, coach? And uh, but I, I used to you know I got a couple of hits I I hit the chicken in Diablo Stadium oh yeah you know in yeah. the old Diablo I don't know if it's still there but there was a chicken on top and if you hit it in this hole you get a free steak or something or free chicken I guess but <laughs> you know and I hit the chicken and I you know uh, David Walden was the assistant coach at the time yeah Good and he's coach. on first base uh huh and I hit it and it was slow motion. I thought, oh, man, I just hit a pop-up. I just hit a pop-up. And I just start running as fast as I can, you know, which was very slow. <laughs> which was very fast. Very, very slow. <laughs> and uh, and Coach Walden, you see his eyes get big, and he's going like this. I'm going, oh, it went somewhere. You know, so I, you know, I turned a triple into a, a double. <laughs> and and I, I'm on second base, and I look over at Coach Megan, and he's going, unbelievable. <laughs> I've... And as soon as what I would do is I would pinch it for the guy who was playing, and he'd put the guy right back in yeah. to run. Yeah. And oh, he put him in to up. run for you? Yeah, I knew it. I, <laughs> as soon as they called time, I knew. I never even – I just started running back towards the dugout, and the other guy came back out. Yeah. And um, Coach Mago, I'm running by him. I go, oh, I hit the chicken. <laughs> you said that? <laughs> he goes, unbelievable, Gash. And I'll never forget this moment as long as I live. <laughs> So you know, it was that was my 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 glory day. The highlight, yeah, the highlight of my career. I uh, that's great. You know, and we that got really we is. got ponchos after we won, right? Well, being friends with Melinda might have been a bigger highlight than the, oh, the chicken. It still is to this day. We're still yeah. friends. To you, this day. you talk to her <clears throat> all the time. Yeah, yeah. How about that? Well, yeah. she lives where? All she lives? No, she lives. Uh, Sherry lives in Austin. Okay. Yeah, Melinda Sherry. lives just south. She lives in New Home. Okay. Yeah. In right. New Home. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like I knew that. She's a sweetheart. They both she are. Is. Both their girls. Oh, they're are just, just wonderful girls. Yeah, I sang at both their weddings. I came back. I was in Phantom in Hamburg, Germany, and they flew me. Back. Hey, and in Hamburg, Germany, the uh, Phantom is German, and yeah, so you, know you German? sang yeah. German. <laughs> Do you really? I sang it in German. Yeah, sing a few bars. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me hack out this lung. <laughs> Uh, so it, in the beginning of music of the night, it's nighttime sharpens heightens each sensation. Big league song. And yeah. um, 
And the beginning in German goes, Nachts erwachen, alle deine Sinne, Träume wachsen, Zweifel halten inne. Yeah. It's amazing. That's yeah. so good. Well, I, I thought at the time when I got hired, I was hired to be in the Swiss company of in Basel, Switzerland. And I went and auditioned. I was getting married six weeks later. Needless to say, I was an actor working at Schlotzky's and <laughs> delivering Schlotzky's <laughs> in Chicago with my little with my little Mustang from Texas. Are you kidding me? No, I delivered Schlotzky's. Pretty interesting life. I was a bartender at the Hyatt Hotel. I sold subscriptions for the Chicago Lyric Opera. I worked at my church. I sang at weddings. I sang at funerals. Anything just to make a few bucks to live, you yeah. know. And my agent calls me. She says, "Hey, we have this audition for Switzerland Phantom." And I go, "Whatever, I'll go." Everybody and their dog is going to be auditioning for. And yeah. I went in with that kind of attitude. You yeah. Know? <clears throat> I got Phantom. I mean, I got Phantom Alternate, which meant that the Phantom did six shows or seven shows, and I did one show a week as Phantom. Yeah. And then I was in the ensemble covering all the ensemble parts the rest of the week. Okay. Right? So. In Switzerland. In Switzerland, in German. And my last class to get out of tech. Yeah. I, 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 I was in the six-year plan. Um, and um, my last class to get out of tech was German. Wow. Yeah. Because back then you had to take yeah. two yeah. classes of, I of foreign, foreign language. Yeah. Foreign language. Yeah. Yeah. Two years for... All right, we're going to a I'll break. Be, I'll be darned if it didn't pay off. <laughs> it worked. I said, when am I going to use musical theater in German? Yeah. Well, well, uh, the yeah. Lord, the Thank Lord you God. said now. Yeah, yeah. I said, guess what, Dave? <laughs> Time to spit. Yeah. Well, it's good that you actually learned the German instead of just yeah. survive yeah, yeah, and yeah, got oh, totally. through and yeah. take, take your C minus <laughs> yeah. and go. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's another story. All right. Sports Talk Conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. All right, J&W Services, Lenco Distributors in Midland, Texas. I can't even begin to tell you what uh, this company means to us because they were really instrumental in getting us on down in, in, in KCRS 550 AM in Midland, Odessa, and all across the Permian Basin. These are Texas Tech guys, Britt Beck, Scott Blakely, Cade Walton, and just a ph- phenomenal company. Uh, Gary and I, when we first went down there and took the tour, we were just blown away by what they can do. And, I mean, they can make stuff out of just raw steel for what you need out in the oil and gas industry. They can keep you up and running, and that's what they do. If it has to do with the wellhead, this is the company, J&W Services, Lindco Distributors. And another thing down in the Permian Basin you need is lots of car washes because for some reason you got to wash your vehicle all the time. And Mighty Wash is all over the Permian Basin, all the way up into eastern New Mexico. There's a Lubbock-owned company, Mighty Wash, and they take care of the Permian Basin. So, And they're the Texas Tech Car Wash, too, so make them your car wash. All right. Well, that was absolutely fun having David Gashin. Who would have ever? Here we've had David Cho, the maestro of the Lubbock Symphony Orchestra, and now the opera singer David Gashin. And we've had more fun. It's we great. really have. And you know, you think it's outside our comfort zone, but those both those guys just made it so easy to yeah easy to sit and visit with them. So I'm sure there's opera singers that you and I would struggle with. Well, I was going to ask David. That. Oh, we got Jerry. Hey, Jerry Gray. Man, I miss seeing you, buddy. How you doing? 
Oh, I'm great. How you guys doing? We're good. We can't. You, I know you can't see us, but we can see you. We're still gotcha, really, gotcha. really, really nice looking, Jerry. You remember yeah. that, don't We've you? We got better looking. <laughs> hey, Thank Jerry, you guys. I'm gonna tell you how sharp you are. Nine out of ten people that that zoom in, we've got a. They're on on the show. We got to walk them through the audio and da 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 da. And here you are, just right <laughs> off the bat. Oh, trust me, that uh, our COVID years taught us how to yeah. how to do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, there you go. DD, this is how you coached for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, we coached like this for about uh, six months. Oh wow, that that I mean, that had had to be tough because you're one of those hands on guys. I mean, you you like yeah. to be with the guys. What, what, what's funny is that, you know, it, it was tough navigating at the beginning, but then it kind of kicked me back to when I was a player because as a player, we really never had an offseason with the other players. We only had to show up one time in the offseason, and then we went back home and then showed up for training camp. So it was something that I was familiar with. I didn't have to – I didn't panic. Our guys worked out. We did some uh, – some some good things that you know we kind of competed uh, individually to where we talked group, and then we showed each other the group workout with you know individual guys. So that let us know if they're working out or not. Well, you, you talk about back home. Do you ever come back home? Do you ever come? Uh, to Lubbock? Yeah, we, we actually uh, you know uh, Sherry's dad still lives there, so we're probably going to get a chance to come back there this summer. Okay. How's Mister Lucky? Is he doing good? Yeah, he's doing good. He's doing good. He's living, uh, you know, uh, by himself. Uh, Sherry's uh, brother checks on him every now and then, but but he's doing really good. Good. Well, yeah, you usually come in July. We want to see you when you come to town. I got you. We want to we'll, hang we'll out with that. you. We'll do that. We'll go, let's go play around over at at, uh, at Tech. Yeah, we'll do it. Okay. We'll play at the Rawls. That'd be fun. We'll do it. Just give us about thirty minutes notice, and we'll we'll be ready. <laughs> hey, I was at your alma mater last night. I was over at Estacada doing a basketball game. <laughs> How are they doing in basketball? They're good. They won their district. Their district's not very good, but uh, they're they're really good. They're just missing a big guy, but man, they got guys that can play. They're so talented. And funny thing, Jerry, most of the guys that are playing basketball that are starting for them right now have signed. Uh, did Jerry leave us? Have signed. Uh, football scholarships oh okay they're football players and they're they're really good basketball players you go but, there and play basketball <laughs> yeah and i you know got you. that helps that helps they're all their stuff well you're at atlanta now how do you like it being in atlanta well you know this is the first time ever coaching down south so we got a chance to uh you know come down and support arthur smith who uh we had a uh, uh, coach with he was actually my quality control when I was in uh, Tennessee in um, in ten in eleven, twelve, and thirteen, and then of course you got the head job. I uh, got a chance. I'd been in Minnesota, been at Green Bay, and then came down here support him. Uh, of course, we, uh, again football is uh, crazy because we get a chance. To, uh, they were went seven and ten. Uh, we lost five games by a total of sixteen points. That's just how close the NFL is. Mm. But. Um, now uh, get a chance to stay with Raheem Morris, who who is uh, he had been here with uh, Kyle Shanahan and all those guys before they actually dispersed, and then he was here with DQ. DQ, of course, you know Cowboys. Now he's going to be in Washington, but um, uh, Raheem actually went to the Rams, won a Super Bowl over there with them as their D coordinator. Now he's back here. All right, now you just said you're with the old uh, the old regime. They leave. 
it, it's isn't it a little unusual for a guy to 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 hold over with the new you know, in college football it happens but in pro football you think the new guy'd bring in a whole new bunch of guys but but you got held over did the did the owner making making keep you no no to me i think you know it, it was raheem's choice i talked with the general manager it was raheem's choice and uh you know, I guess, you know, I really don't know how it all transpired. I know our guys played pretty good. You know, uh, we had just gotten a free agent, which is kind of rare that you get a free agent from another team, and then they make all pro. Uh, we got Jesse Bates over here from uh, Cincinnati. Uh, first time ever making all pro at one of the safeties and, you know, was, I think, second in the NFL in interception. So, you know, it, looking at that, we were in the top five again in pass defense. Uh, you know, just about every place we've ever been, we've had that. So mm-hmm. I think Raheem recognized that, got a chance to talk to the people around the organization, and uh, I got a chance to stay. Well, you know, Jerry, and I, 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 that question Gary asked, I figured you're so respected in this in the NFL. I thought the owner might say, you're keeping Jerry Gray. I don't care what you do. You're keeping Jerry no. Gray. <laughs> But because uh, you really you've had a great career coaching and your your defense your defensive backfields and your defenses have just been leaders in everywhere. the NFL. Yeah, everywhere. You yeah, go. you know, I've I've been blessed. You know, every place we've been, you know, to have um, just about coached an All Pro guy either in the first or second year. You know, like when I got to Green Bay, Jair Alexander, uh, corner. You know, he was a first round pick, but he was just trying to find himself. We kind of set goals and stuff like that. In his first year, he made all pro as a corner. Then he came back and made it again his third year because he got hurt his second year, so he probably would have made it three years in a row. And then coming over here, you got uh, Jesse Bates, like I mentioned. Uh, Before that in Minnesota, had Harrison Smith and Xavier Rhodes. And before that, I mean, like I said, I've I've coached a lot of really, really good football players, but it's, it's the mental part that a lot of people forget uh, how to get you to the next level. It's not just all athletic ability. Are you still using Hot Wheels as motivation? Yes, sir. <laughs> how many Hot Wheels do you give away? Funny is that they, I think they cost a dollar. So any player in the league can go buy a handful of Hot Wheels. But in order to get it as a as a gift of something that you can do, it, it means way more than just going out and buying it. Yeah. Oh, we think it's great. Yeah, that's that's a great a great idea. Hey, what's your title now? What do they what do they call you? Uh, I'm the assistant head coach. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I mm-hmm. like it. That's a good title. And that's a that's a nice step, you know. And I know Jerry, you have such a desire to be a head coach in the NFL. And of course, for Gary and I and our friends down here in Lubbock, we think you should be a head coach. <laughs> that you that you have. Uh, I mean, when you've talked to us, when you've brought us up there on trips. Gary and I are just amazed with your vast knowledge of the NFL in general and football in general. You're an amazing guy. Well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Again, I've been around a lot of amazing guys uh, before I actually got to this level. And, you know, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from John Robinson and, you know, Steve Schaefer was the secondary guy. I learned a lot from, uh, you know, just different guys, Joe Gibbs on his staff. So everybody does something different. Pete Carroll on his staff. And you can do it, but then you could you have to be able to make it your own. And I've kind of done that. You know, you take a piece here, a piece there, and yeah. you know you learn uh, everywhere you go. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing the same thing here, learning from Raheem, because I I haven't been around any of the Ram system, 
So I'll get a chance to kind of figure out what their system is. A little, it's a you know a, a knockoff of the 49ers system. So now you get a chance to see, okay, what are they really doing over there that gives you the insight? You know, when you watch film, you think you know until you really get around someone and they have talent tell you what they're actually doing day to day. Let me ask you something. You talk about all these different systems and the way they do things. How those are all really important, and I know that they are. But what makes the difference in these teams that are so successful, This the spirit that they have or the energy that they have? I know that you know that. You know that's what it takes to be the best in the business, don't you? Well, number one, I think you have to have a great culture. When you when you look at, you know, the 49ers, you look at Kansas City, uh, the culture is set. You know, it was set before Mahomes got there. And then it just takes off when my home, you know, it just keeps yeah. going. You look at Andy Reid, he pretty much had the same culture probably when he was at Philly. You know, that's why they were winning there. So he just took the Philadelphia Eagles, put it in Kansas City. You know, he has great coaches around him. And then you got great players. And then, you know, there is no perfect call. We all know that. But the players have to be able to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do in that particular time. So if Andy makes a call, or if uh, the D coordinator makes a call, now the player has to be able to take that call, figure it out, go out there in about 30 seconds and then, and then execute it. Same thing in the 49ers. You know, you look at, you know, most people say, well, how can uh, a rookie, a Mr. Irrelevant quarterback be in the NFC Championship game and now in the Super Bowl? They got a great system. They got great coaches over there. Anthony Lynn is over there. Yeah. You know, we, we know a Texas Tech guy, but he was also a head coach. He's also been a coordinator. They got other people over there that are really, really good that have been ex-coordinators and then they're position coaches. So you have to have the best of the best, not just players, but coaches, and then being able to figure out what they can do and then let them go do it. All right, you didn't, y'all didn't play either one of them this year, I don't think, did you? No, no, we didn't. Okay. Do you have a gut feel on the game tomorrow? You you uh, pay enough attention to Kansas City and San Francisco to. Say well, well I mean, like I, I played San Francisco way more than Kansas City, you know, because uh, when we in the NFC, we played San Francisco two years in a row uh, in the, in the playoffs. But you know, the the thing that that you see is that when you look at their staffs, they're really good. You know, Andy Reid's probably one of the most solid guys you ever want to be around. You look at Shanahan, you know, if you know his coaching tree, his dad was one of the best head coaches around under Bill Walsh. And so you 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 you're really good there. The quarterbacks we know what Patrick Mahomes can do. Probably one of the probably the best quarterback in the league right now. You know this guy can take a play, and then all of a sudden when it breaks down, he he knows how to improvise, and that's what a lot of guys want to do. And if you took a look at that back, you know when Vince Young, think about Vince Young and a Patrick Mahomes. I, I say that because Vince Young couldn't play when he was playing. But if you'd have put Vince Young today with a guy like Andy Reid, he could take off and run anytime he get ready and make those plays. That's that's coaching, you know. So when you look at Pat, Patrick Mahomes, not only is he really good, he's good around the head coach like Andy that lets him improvise because a lot of guys didn't have that chance. And and, and I think you've seen a little bit of that with um, the quarterback from the 49ers. You know, I watched that uh, championship game. First half, it looked like Detroit was killing them. Then the second half, they made a great adjustment, and the quarterback started running, which you really never see a 49er quarterback run. And all of a sudden, they start making plays. So that told me that the young kid was actually improvising on the run and said, hey, look, I'm going to go make plays with my leg, which put pressure on the coverage, 
and you can make plays in the air also. Now, what you just said, Jerry, that description is, that you, is what I was talking about a minute ago that Gary and I have heard many times is, is your analysis of what's going on and how to, how to be the best. And that is excellent. And that's, that's what a head coach needs, what you just did, the ability to be able to see that. And you said let the guy play. Let the guy go make plays. I mean, yep. that's that's the way you got to do it. I don't know what's wrong with the Dallas Cowboys. I, you know, I blame Dak Prescott. I'm probably wrong in doing that. <laughs> but I get so tired of watching Dak, and I I don't know what the – maybe it's Jerry Jones. It's his fault. I don't know. But the Cowboys just cannot get it done. They can't get it finished. <laughs> well, I put it like this. If I wasn't in the NFL and we, I don't know what our schedule is going to be like, I would probably give you way more insight. But because, <laughs> again, it, it, all of a sudden, if I get this insight, it comes out, we got to play the Cowboys. It'll be a bunch <laughs> of locker room stuff. And, and you don't want to do that. But, yeah. you know, like I said, I, I, uh, growing up in Texas, I, I was a Cowboy fan. I understand. You know, I was around the Tony Darsets and people like that when they did get it done and yeah. the Roger Starbacks. So, so you understand what you look for, you know, it's uh, like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody expects for them guys to be in the Super Bowl every year because they set the culture there. Yeah. And then everybody expects that. So I, I think, again, you know, those are the little things that, that you see that that's missing when you look at the staffs of everybody else and then the players. Take a look and see if the players have freedom to do things compared to the system does things. And I think that's what separates the good ones from the great ones. Well, and when you're talking about the players able to do things, with the Cowboys it might be coaches able yeah. to do things and, and do all that they want to do without being – That Jerry Jones riding herd on them. Yeah. So that's just my thought. <laughs> and we can talk about that when you come to town when we're not on a microphone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and just – Cause it's, I'm telling you, it's so frustrating. We were picking the, we were, our family did a little deal, sending the thing. Who are you picking in the game, Chiefs or the 49ers? Well, we get about four or five down there. Somebody says the Cowboys. And I'm like, <laughs> snap out of it. Yeah, I, I can believe that. Trust me, that there's a lot of diehard people in Texas. I know uh, it. Well, without a doubt. Are you didn't, I don't know if you completely answered the 49ers and the Chiefs and the Chiefs. <laughs> Sunday tomorrow, if you if you just had to pick one, I I would lean toward. And we've only got like a minute left, Jerry. Uh, man, it, it's tough because, like I said, I, I watched. Uh, you know, I I think a lot of people are going to go with Kansas City because they've been there, yeah. and it, and it's like no big deal. You know, hey, look, we've been there four times. You know, and so you get a chance, and that's comfort. But I also look at the 49ers and I watched how they they came back in two football games this year yeah. already in the playoffs. Yeah. So you really can't count anyone out. And trust me, at the end of the game, one of those two quarterbacks is going to make some plays yeah. and one of them is going to not make a play. And, that, and all of a sudden, that's how the game is going to end. And the hey, sad Jerry. part is it's going to end on mistakes. 